In a world that values getting things done, have we gone too far in our pursuit of productivity? Have we stretched our boundaries beyond what God intended and made productivity an idol? In this first episode in the Productivity Mythbusters series, I'll share how we can start reframing some of our productivity habits so that, as David says in Psalm 16, our boundaries fall in pleasant places. Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. Hey there, welcome to episode 30 of Just One Simple Thing. I'm really excited about starting this new series where we're going to look at some common productivity advice and maybe bust some myths or at least reframe them in a new way of thinking about them. But I want to start off by telling you about two women that I know. Let's say their names are Lily and Bianca. They look almost identical on the outside. They're both passionate about a message God has given them to share and people that he's given them to serve. They have full, busy lives, but they manage to squeeze in several hours every week working on their goals and projects. They don't waste any time. If they're stuck in a carpool line, they answer a few emails. When they finish a task a little early, they wipe a counter or fold some laundry. They actively network with people above, behind, and beside them, generously sharing what they know and supporting other faith-driven women. At the end of the day, they shut down and walk away from their computers to spend time with their families. But on the inside, that's where Lily and Bianca are so, so different. Bianca has bought the hype of productivity experts that she can do all the things if she just has the right hacks. Lack of time is a barrier, and she uses every minute of it because her crushing to-do list weighs heavy on her heart. She's so afraid that her peers are going to get ahead of her that she stays close to keep an eye on them. And when she closes the laptop every night, She resents the time her family is taking, and her mind is preoccupied by all the things she could be doing. Then she collapses in exhaustion, only to do it all again the next day. Lily has a whole different approach. For her, time is a boundary that God has given for her protection. Within that boundary is a sacred, spacious place where she can do her best work. She uses the cracks of time to do little things that could distract or derail her during her focused work time. She enjoys partnering with others because she learns something every time she does, and it's more fun when you grow with friends. And when she closes the laptop every night, 
The cherished time with her family refreshes her soul, so she's ready to go again the next day. I know these two women well because I've been both of them. Now hear me out. There's nothing wrong with being productive. The Bible instructs us to make the most of our time, to make the most of every opportunity. But on our worst days, we've made productivity our idol. The checks on our to-do list, our offering, and our emotional and spiritual well-being, our sacrifice. 2 Samuel 22.20 says, He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Friend, I know God is delighted that you have accepted his invitation to an important assignment, and he wants to rescue you from the constant pressure of the ticking clock and bring you into a spacious place. So for the next few weeks, we're going to look at some common productivity advice and reframe it. We'll find ways to use the concepts in ways that create space rather than chain us in. In this episode, we'll start with one of the most common, this whole idea of choosing three top priorities for a day, a week, or even a month. Who decided that three was the magic number anyway? Some days when I have a big project to do or only a little bit of time available, there's only one priority for the day, only one. Other times, like a whole Saturday to myself, there's a big long list of things that need to get done. When the list is long, I do list them in order of most important to least, but I definitely don't draw the line after three and take the rest of the day off when I get those three done. Rather than planning around an arbitrary number of things to do during a period, it's more important to understand our capacity and plan accordingly. When we talk about capacity, we usually think about just increasing our productivity and getting more things done, like it's a fixed-size bucket, and we look for ways to keep cramming more and more things into the bucket. Always at least three, apparently. But in reality, capacity is more like a balloon. It can stretch and shrink depending on the atmosphere inside and outside. And if you try to cram too much in it, it'll burst and fail. Capacity is not just about time. It's also a function of your energy level and your resources. Being in tune with your capacity will help you make better, more productive plans. One of the most common time management issues we face is that everything takes longer to do than we think it will. That's a capacity issue. We don't have a realistic view of the effort something takes and how much of our resources it will use. And depending on our mental or physical energy level, it could take more or less time than it took the last time we did it. Let me share two tips for learning more about your capacity. One micro tip and one macro tip. On the micro side, sometimes when I have a large block of time, like a whole afternoon or even a whole day, I'll make a list of the things to do on a sticky note and an expected start and finish time for each item. Then I stick it on the edge of my computer so it stays in front of me as I work. I don't do this every time, but try to do it once a month or so. This helps me compare how long it takes to do things against how long I expected them to take. When things take longer, it causes me to reprioritize the list. And the next time I plan, 
I'm more realistic about how much time each item will take. On a macro level, doing weekly reviews consistently is a great way to learn more about your personal capacity. You'll see the relationship between how much you got done and how much you plan to get done. You can also see connections between what else is going on in your life versus how much work you could get done. When you use these methods to get a handle on your capacity, you'll be able to make plans that fit within your boundaries, whether that's one thing, three things, or ten things. For your one simple action step, try one of these two tips this week and let me know how it goes. If you hop over to my free Facebook group, Plan and Pray with Do a New Thing, you'll find a weekly review worksheet to get you started. I do want to say that I'm not criticizing anyone who gives time management or productivity advice. After all, that's a lot of what I do myself. But I want us to start thinking of our time as a boundary that protects us from overwhelm and overcommitment rather than a barrier to keep pushing against. In the next episode, we'll tackle the idea that batching like tasks is the most efficient way to work. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss it. And while you're there, it would mean the world to me if you left an honest review. That helps people find us and helps me know how I can serve you better. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a Move Forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.